0: hello and welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much again for joining me. I'm delighted to have you on this state of mind journey. I'm Grace Kingswell and I'm a nutritional therapist and lifestyle medicine advocate which basically means that I'm fascinated in all things health and wellness, mental health, impacting change, positivity, sustainability, all that jazz. Firstly I hope you've enjoyed the last two episodes. The first with Flora Beverly of Food Fitness Flora, where we discussed the lifestyle of an athlete, plant-based eating, and also touched on issues surrounding period poverty and sustainable periods. And the second episode with Dr. Adam Gill, founder of Wilding, which was an episode all about how we can use ethnography, which is basically the study of humans and human behaviour, to understand people's behaviour better and use that intense understanding of the human psyche to positively impact environmental change and also health and dietary change. On to today's little soundbite, and I want to touch on the topic of community Now, community is something that comes up in Adam's episode a lot, because in his professional opinion, our lack of community is significantly changing the way we experience health and wellness. In olden times, community was at the heart of everything we did. We lived in small villages and we cooked together, we ate together, loved together, experienced loss communally, and so much more. And now our communities have shifted and moved online. They're in WhatsApp groups, on Instagram and Facebook, and we've lost so much of our human connection, not forgetting our connection to nature, which is a topic for a bit later on. I think where there's an interesting parallel between our lack of community and our health these days is in our experience of mental health. Nowadays, we depend very much on external factors to create internal equilibrium. Our brains are hardwired to experience a dopamine hit when we get likes on an Instagram post and it's addictive and it makes us yet more insular because we aren't relying on anything physical or real for this fake feeling of happiness. I've learned a lot about happiness from my Chinese doctor an all-round life guru. So much of what we've discussed over the years hasn't been to do with diet or medical health as such, but instead it's been centred around thinking and balance. It's really sad to me these days that people have forgotten that happiness comes from within and that as humans we are insanely powerful and that we can literally create our own happiness. I really don't subscribe to the opinion that you can't control your mental health I know that might sound awful and I know that some people really profoundly struggle but in my experience of depression um, which I went through when I was experiencing all of my health problems and surgeries I really found a way to kind of claw myself back to a happier state and a state of balance and if you can find that balance in your mental state and a sort of calmness on a daily basis and realise that external factors don't have to affect you, for example, work stress, then you'll not only be happier, but you will be healthier too. So the vagus nerve, which connects our guts and our brains via the gut-brain axis, is such a powerful tool and use it. Stress affects our gut bacteria and that's been proven now. So bad gut bacteria leads to an unhappy mind because... Our serotonin is made in our gut, and that's our happy hormone. So understand that, and the power that you have on your plate to positively impact your mental health as well. That being said, I want to take you guys through some of the life practices that have helped me find balance over the last few years. The first is nature. Get into it any way you can. You might not think that you're a sort of nature person, but honestly. There is nothing more powerful than being surrounded by something that is so much bigger than you. So for me, walking and swimming have been healing processes across the years and making sure that I see the colour green as much as possible. I mean, I live in London, so it's tough, is such a valuable practice for me. I used to do a daily meditation more of a visualization actually where I focused on the color green and the healing properties that it has and I connected to that feeling of calm that came over me when I was surrounded by nature and it really worked. I did that visualization every morning for a good few months and followed it by a walk outdoors and the results were absolutely magic. The second thing is to carve out time for yourself. Usually in the morning works best. And this takes me into the ever-popular morning routine. Now, I'm not someone that has a particularly strict one. I don't write a gratitude journal or a to-do list or anything like that. But there are always a few things that are consistent in my morning. I always meditate, move get into nature and then nourish my body with something delicious and healthy. I like to drink lots of warm water when I wake up especially in the winter it's important to keep that warmth inside of you so warm water is the way to go. Then I go back to bed to meditate which is controversial because when I learned transcendental meditation a good 10 years ago Um, I haven't been practicing it every day I'll just side note I do now but there was a time when I didn't Um, when I learned that we were told to do it sitting but I just kind of figure do what works for you it's better to get those 20 minutes or those 10 minutes of just focusing on your mantra and being calm and relaxing um than it is to do it in the perfect seated posture. So I lie on my bed with my eyes closed and I do my meditation for kind of 10 to 20 minutes. Um, then I like to move, so I, if I have time I'll do kind of 20 minutes of yoga or 30 minutes like a full practice, but usually it's just some stretches and it's crucial to me. The stretching is such an important part of the morning routine because it just sets you up for a great day. Um, because when you're breathing deeply, you're getting all that oxygen in, you're becoming more alert, you're becoming more centered, more grounded. So I can't recommend that enough. Then I like to get out into nature, either for a short walk or a jog. Um, I'm finding it a little bit harder in summer to do this because the pollen levels are really high, um, but I'm still getting in my dose of green every day. And then I like to have something really nutritious, so I set myself up for a great day with a really healthy breakfast. The third thing is to realise that the body is an amazing machine and that if you are struggling with a chronic health condition or, or anything, anxiety, whatever it may be, if you start believing that you can heal then you will. Self-belief is a fundamental part of any healing journey. And lastly, community. Finding like-minded people to share in your passions, but remembering that your happiness comes from you first and foremost, is very powerful. Once you find that happiness from yourself, share it with others on a daily basis. At the end of the day, we're animals, and animals flock together. So find your tribe, and they'll stick by you, and they will lift you up. This brings me on to Slow Sundays, which is a collective and a community that I've just launched to um, bring like-minded people together at a monthly event. Um, We've been doing, we had our first event last Sunday, which was Slow Sundays Stretch and Swim. Uh, We met at the Hampstead Ponds, Um, we flowed together in a 20-minute sequence led by my incredible friend Jamie, who's founded this with me, Um, and then we swam together and then we just had chats with hot tea and healthy muffins for hours, not hours, a while, (laughs) and it was so uplifting and so rewarding. I'd love you to join the community, Um, find us on Instagram at slow sundays underscore um, and get involved it'd be wonderful to see you at the next event that brings me to the end of this little soundbite actually um i hope my Rambles have been useful to you. I have a really wonderful and inspiring guest on the next podcast. She's a chef and a follower of the blood type diet, which, if you don't know what that is, you definitely will by the end of the next episode. So stay tuned for that one. Um, For all the behind the scenes, you can find me on Instagram at Grace Kingswell um, and my website, gracekingswell.com, for any nutrition info, consultations, that kind of thing as ever, please share the podcast with your friends, your family. Um, It really helps to get the word out there. If you can just leave a five star rating, tag it in your Insta stories, whatever you got to do, I would really appreciate it. But I'll chat to you all next week. Bye bye.